Welcome to the Humans Under Grace Bible Study Podcast. We're getting ready to have an old-fashioned line-on-line, precept-on-precept study of God's Word to search out those deeper truths and gain a greater understanding of the Bible. We would love for you to join us today as we dig in and learn what it is God would truly have us to know from the letter that He wrote to us. Hello there, and God bless you. Welcome into the study today. We're very glad to have you. We're going to be picking it up in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Now, where we left off in our last study, we had the parable of the virgins and their lamps, waiting to meet the bridegroom. And you had half of them that were prepared. They had, they had brought oil with them, meaning they had studied, they had, they had that truth, those deeper truths, and they knew what to look for and not to be deceived. Then you had the other, the, the other half that were foolish. They didn't study. They didn't care quite enough. And they ended up missing the boat. They missed the, the wedding ceremony. Now, as we pick it up in verse 14, we're going to go into another parable. So let's ask for that clarity and understanding from our Father in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man tra- uh, traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to other man, to, to every man according to his several ability, meaning to his capability, what he could handle, his, the, the capacity that he could serve, and straightway took his journey. Verse 16, Then he that had received five talents went and traded the same, and made them other five talents. So he doubled on his investment. And likewise, he that had received two also gained two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Now, if we take this on the same, in a spiritual level, and you take it back to don't put your, no one lights a candle and puts it under a bushel basket. Well, that's what this guy did. He had received this talent. And so you could take these as truths. And he had received this truth, and instead of sharing that truth and trying to get this word out there, he just buried it. He didn't want to cause any disruptions in the world. He just kind of wanted to go the ways of the world, be in the world. And these other two, they took what they were given, what they were blessed with, and spread it and multiplied it. All right, verse 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And and, and so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I gained besides them five talents more. So he spread it out there. He got those truths out there, and he was helping to to get this word out. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over few things. I will make thee ruler over many. Enter thou into into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 22. He also that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I gain two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over few things. And I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Now you see, 
he's not looking at the quantity. He's looking at the faithfulness here. You see, these servants, they're to serve. The, the virgins were to wait in, in the last parable. They were to wait until the end and not to be foolish. They were to keep their uh, chastity. These servants are to serve, and they are to get the word out and to, and to multiply the truth. And during this time, as we read in Amos chapter 8, verse 11, during this famine of truth, it's very important to get the truth out there. So it, it's not necessarily, hey, this guy did, he had five talents. Oh, man, you see, the Lord didn't, didn't he gave them both the same thing, enter into the joy of the Lord. Verse 24, Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed, or, or broadcast, spread seed. And, you know, the thing about that is that this is God's world. And everything here, he's created. So then... How can he say where, where you hadn't sown? It's our job to go around and to get these truths out there. And God will provide the water. He will provide the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as a teacher to allow those seeds that are, that are given out to germinate and to go to multiply. Verse 25, And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. So it's not even like he even brought it to him. He said, oh, no, I buried it over there. You can go get it if you want it. Verse 26, his Lord answered and said unto him, thou wicked and slothful servant. Now, this wicked in the Greek is paneros, and it means wicked as far as uh, hindering folks, as far as being harmful in misguiding people. That's, that's what that stands for or what it, what it means. Thou knowest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. Now you see, the Hebrews could not use usury against one another. This would be interest on a loan. And the Hebrews, it, it was in the, in the Pentateuch, in Deuteronomy, that they could not collect interest from each other, but they could from foreigners. So what he's saying here is you could have at least given it to somebody and allowed them to get that truth out and bring in others, but, but you hid it. You, you didn't even consider giving it to anyone, so you just buried it down. Verse 28, Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which had ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given and he shall be, or, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. So if you if you're given a truth and you bury it down, it's not going to multiply, and it's even going to be taken from you. Verse thirty, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And thirty one. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, 
and the goats on the left. Now, the right hand is always symbolic of power. Verse 34. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now, this foundation of the world, we read of this in, Paul speaks of it in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, and it's ever since the overthrow of Satan, ever since this age, there has been this place prepared. Verse 35, For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Now let's look at this on a spiritual level. You're hungry. What are you hungry for? You're hungry for truth. You're thirsty for that knowledge, that living water. A stranger would be one who is not in the fold of God yet, but is needing that guidance to be brought in. Naked being that you didn't have the robes of the, the armor of God on or have those robes of righteous, righteousness uh, woven yet. Sick would mean that, you know, just not quite, you're not spiritually healthy. And then in prison, you'd be in prison to, to the world or in prison to confusion. And you'd be brought out of that. So all these things on a spiritual level are giving out this truth and helping to guide anyone we come across, whomsoever will, back into the fold, out of confusion, out of that darkness, and into the light. Verse 37, Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and, hun uh, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done this unto one of the least of these my brethren, Ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire pre prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Now again, what are we talking about here? We're talking about taking these talents and spreading them out, multiplying them, getting the truth out. So these who are talking about were responsible for leading. They were responsible for teaching this word, but they didn't. So this is, this is being specific to that, that they caused folks to go hungry. For what? For the truth. They ignored the needs of the children of God for their own gain. Verse 45, Then shall he answer unto them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did not to one of the least of these, ye did not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. So there again, he's, he's given this in parable form, but he's talking about the good shepherds and the foolish shepherds. 
All right, chapter 26 and verse 1. And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover. All right, we're getting a date here. And the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Now he's letting them know. He's telling them again, I'm fixing to die. They are fixing to crucify me. But he's, he's told them several times before, but I will raise on the third day. Verse 3, Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. Now, these are, the, these, are these whitewashed supplicators. These are the holy men. Let's see what they say. Verse 4, And consulted that they might take, Je take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. Well, they're, they're holy, aren't they? But they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. See, they knew they were doing wrong, and they didn't want the people, you know, they, they didn't want to do it on Passover because then it might stir the folks up. Oh, they didn't want to see that. Verse 6. Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Now, see, they're, they're thinking a little worldly here. He just told them he was about to be crucified. Verse 10. When Jesus understood it, or when it came to knowledge, when, whenever, whenever he basically, they didn't speak this out loud. They were kind of wondering between themselves. And he perceived this. He said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, and she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the world, in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for a memorial of her. And as you see, 2,000 years later, we're still talking about this woman anointing his head for burial. Verse 14, Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests, and said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. Now you know this is spoken of in Zechariah chapter 11. Verses 11 and 12, I'm going to flip over there right quick and read that. Because this is a prophecy coming to pass. Zechariah chapter 11 and verse, excuse me, verse 12. Chapter 11, verse 12. And I said unto them, If ye think good, give me a price, and if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price thirty pieces of silver, that's the price of an injured slave in the, in the Pentateuch. Verse 13, And the Lord said unto me, Cast it unto the potter, a goodly price that I was prized at of them. At, yeah, at of them. And I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Now the first part of this is taking place with Judas. They're, getting, they're, they're making that price of 30 pieces of silver. In Matthew chapter 27, when we get there, you'll see that Judas tries to give them that money back. 
they can't accept it because it's blood money. You can't have blood money in the temple. So they went out and bought the potter's field with it. And that potter's field became where if a person was broke, didn't have the money for a proper burial, then the temple would bury them. All right, back over here in Matthew. And we're going to pick it up in verse, 20, uh, verse 16. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. He's looking around for, for when, it, when best suits him. Verse 17, Now the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? So where do you want to have this meal at? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and saying unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house and my disciples. You see, it's already planned. Everything's already planned. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now, when evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Now, the reason he knew that this was going to come to pass is because somebody, one of the twelve, had to betray him to cause the crucifixion, the crucifixion to come to pass, to cause the prophecies to be fulfilled. And everybody is real hard on Judas on this. They, they, you know, they're real quick to judge him and say, well, Judas is just burning in hell for what he did. Somebody had to do it. It just happened to be Judas. And now how can I say that? If you remember, Judas repented. And when he repented, you can read in Acts, he went and fell headlong and burst asunder. Now, what does that mean? Most people say, well, yeah, he was so sorrowful. He beat himself up so much, he went and hanged himself. Well, he was split open. It's really hard to hang yourself and split yourself open. You see, the Kenites, these priests, couldn't have any loose ends. They had to get rid of this one that knew exactly what went down, that knew the maliciousness of these priests. Verse 22, And they were exceeding sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. So Christ already knew exactly who it was, that, it, that the wheels had already been put into motion, and that it was going down. Verse 24, And the Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou hast said, You've done it. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, and brake it, and gave it unto the disciples, and said, Take and eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Now see, what's happening here is he is bringing about this new covenant. And he's getting this new covenant established before he is on the cross, because covenants were not made without the shedding of blood. 
in the Old Covenant or the Old Testament, it was by rams and, and bullocks. In this New Covenant, it was the blood of Christ. And he's establishing it here. And that blood is about to be poured out. Verse 29, But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, or a psalm, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. And Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. And Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Now, if we back up a little bit, he already told them, I'm going to die. In verse 32, he said, I'm going to rise again, and then I'm going to go into Galilee. So he's letting them know, hey, I'm going to be back. Go to Galilee. That's where I'm headed whenever I come back. And if you'll notice, Peter is hard-pressed that he's not going to deny him. And Peter was a strong man. In the book of Luke, whenever the guards came and took hold of Christ, Peter came out with a sword and cut off the ear of one of the guards, one of the temple guards. And he didn't kill the man. He just sliced his ear off. you got to be pretty accurate to do that. It kind of shows that Peter knew his way around a fight. He knew his way around a sword. And in that, he wasn't, just a, he wasn't one just to run away. So then why would that happen? As This would happen to Peter, I believe, for an example to us, that even the strongest can slip. But repent. <clears throat> Verse 36. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with them Peter and two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Now, they're supposed to be watching. Verse 39. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. What is this cup? Many think it's the crucifixion. But that crucifixion had to come to pass for the remission of sins. If you remember, Christ is Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. So he knows exactly what's going to happen. What cup are we talking about? Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 21, verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 15. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel unto me, Take the wine cup of this fury at my hand, and cause all the nations to whom I send it thee to drink it. 
and they shall drink and be moved and be mad because of the sword that I will send among them. What is this sword? It's the sword of the Lord. Verse 17, Then took I the cup of the Lord's hand and made all the nations to drink unto whom the Lord had sent me. Again, let's go to Revelation chapter 16, verse 19, and look a little deeper into this cup. What, what is this cup? Because that don't sound like the crucifixion. Revelation 16, verse 19. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. It's the wrath of God that's going to be poured out at that time. You see, Christ wasn't worried about the crucifixion. He's here as Savior. He's here for salvation. His name in the Hebrew, Yahshua, means God's Savior or God's salvation. What he was praying is, is there a way that we can do this without throwing this fierceness, this wrath on the children? Is there some other way we can go about this without having to blot all these out that decide to follow Satan? Verse 40. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What could ye not watch with me one hour? One hour. That hour of temptation. That's our job is to be watchmen, to stay alert, to stay awake and to watch that hour of temptation. Verse 41, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Now that's for us this day, in this generation of the fig tree. Watch and pray to not enter into temptation. Don't allow that Antichrist to fool us. Verse 42, he went again the second time and prayed, O oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. Again, there must not be another way to correct the children, basically. And what it's looking forward to is that time after the millennium, when Satan is loosed a short while, those who follow him at that point will be blotted out for eternity. And you've got to remember, even though they're following Satan, they are still God's children. God created all of them. So, you know, you think, you think Father don't care about that? That hurts him deeply that he's going to have to do that. And this, these prayers here are full of that compassion, showing, man, I wish there was another way we could do this. But since they're not, since there is not a way, thy will be done. Verse 43. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to the disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. So you, you've gone this far, you just... Go ahead and stay asleep. 46. Rise and let us be going. Behold, 
he is at hand that doth betray me. So he knew it. Here we go. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now, this is not the Roman guard. This great multitude, this basically, these are the temple guards. And they're just kind of a little ragtag group. They're basically not much more than pitchforks, okay? It's not like they're well-trained soldiers. Verse 48, Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword, that being Peter, and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then Jesus said unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father? And he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that this it must be? There again, showing that Christ knew he had to be crucified. His blood had to be shed on that cross. For these thirty pieces of silver, for these prophecies to come to pass, and for this new covenant to come into being. Now, this is a good place to stop there. We'll pick it up in verse 55 in the next podcast, in the next study. God bless y'all. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Humans Under Grace Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, you can write to us at Humans Under Grace, P.O. Box 1467, Tatum, Texas, 75691, or you can email us at questions at humansundergrace.com. Thank you, and God bless you.